Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast. I am Megan Robinson, joined by Eve Fatoba and Justin Southwell. And guys, Saturday is one of those days you just want to forget. <laughs> yeah, there ain't much believing. There ain't much believing happening uh, after that Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bad. That was a good old-fashioned butt whooping. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Like, both OSU and UCF have some kind of a dual personality issue it's like <laughs> the strange case of dr jekyll and mr hyde but instead of good and evil it's between good football and bad football osu started off the season terrible football then they started playing good football and then mr hyde showed up in orlando similarly ucf they've been playing pretty bad all year if you compare it to what they did on Saturday. But hey, they embrace it. The Citronauts came to play, not the Knights. But you know, as a fan, it's just frustrating, right? That inconsistency. You've seen your guys play at a high level yep. for a sustained period of time. And then you see that same group of guys just not show up, fall flat on their face. Straight up. And you know what? We went down to, we fell to number 24 in the polls, right? In the AP polls, I don't, um, I have not seen the the CFP yet. Yeah, in the AP polls for sure. And it's also just a great reminder for me as to why I don't like polls. You know, I started paying attention around this time of the year, but I thought the reason why I didn't like them was because, hey, anything is liable to happen. Anything is viable whenever you play OU, right? Bedlam, you just don't know how we're going to perform regardless of how the season's going. So I was always of the mindset. I don't care about polls until after Bedlam. Turns out I shouldn't care about polls at all. And whenever we get close to the end of the year, you just don't know what the heck we're going to do. You don't know how we're going to stink the bed up. Right. So, yeah, I'm at the point right now where, look, whenever we started the season two and two, I don't think anybody expected us to make it to the college football playoffs or to even make it to the conference championship game. Here we are. Basically, our fate is at the hands of all of these weird, wacko scenarios. So I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to enjoy what we did this season. And whatever else happens, happens. Eve, is there anything you'd like to say to the UCF fans? <laughs> no, it seemed like Justin was about to say something before I say anything. Justin, did you have something to say about? <laughs> I mean, just the, the cliche stuff, right? Whenever you've got a number next to your name, you got a target on your back. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the way that I see it. You know, we kind of been flying under the radar all year. Similarly, like, OU had that number 10 next to their name, and then OSU comes in, knocks them off. OSU gets up to 15, got a 15 next to our name. Yeah. And then a team with a 1-5 conference record. 
and the 127th ranked rushing defense. Just motivated, comes out of nowhere, and beats us. So that's yeah. always gonna say, that's all I was thinking. I didn't want to say it. And I was feeling so good. I was feeling so good, especially against UCF and Gus Malzahn. You know, I talked a whole bunch of trash over the summer. I talked trash leading up to this game. Let me tell y'all what happened on Saturday. The game is over. My wife and I, we go on a beautiful date night, right? We haven't had date night in a while, been busy, but we're like, hey, we're just going to enjoy each other. And it was beautiful. You know, it was beautiful. We were, we had some garlic noodles, some, some lobsters, some steak, Oreo brookies, like beautiful date night. We're holding hands, talking about God, we're dreaming together. Great date night. Me, if you know anything about me, I don't have my social media notifications on on my phone because I think it's a distraction, especially during the day, whenever you're busy. Do not disturb during date night. So, you know, beautiful night. I get home, decide to check out my Twitter account. Y'all, it felt like the entire city of Orlando was in my mentions and in my DMs. I mean, they were letting me have it straight up, just blasting me and roasting me every which way possible. And you know what? I had it coming. I ain't even gonna lie. I had it coming because it wasn't tasteless, right? For the most part, it was all in good fun. There was one person that kind of went went a little too far, but for the most part, hey, UCF fans, I fool with y'all. And you know what? I had it coming. But let me tell y'all something right now. This is the last time that y'all gonna catch us like this, all right? Hey, next time that y'all come to Boom Pickin' Stadium, whenever it's feeling the wrath of BPS and UCF fans are in Stillwater, Oklahoma, we ain't never going to be down this bad again, all right? I'm just letting y'all know right now. So I'm not going to ease up. I'm still going to say Cowboys over whatever y'all's mascot is next year. Well, we do need a new rival because uh, OU is leaving. So UCF, would you like to be it? I, you know, the, the fans, I mean, there were plenty of comments on our, our podcast, our preview podcast from over, over the summer where we talked about UCF and, and this past week where we were all picking UCF and the fans were trolling us. And you know what? I appreciate it because like Eve said, you guys are respectful. A lot of you were like, it's all in good fun. And hey, got to give credit where credit's due. You guys played an amazing, there are some games where it's like, we didn't, they didn't win. We lost. This was 100% oh, yeah. UCF. They won. played their best game. They played phenomenally. Again, like you can't – numbers don't lie. One of the worst rushing de defenses in college football, the worst in the Big 12. They stopped Ollie Gordon. I have to give credit where credit's due. UCF, you played your tails off. R.J. Harvey, 200 yards, game of his life. John Rice Plumley couldn't stop him. Like I just – hats off to UCF. You guys came to play. You pulled it out. I talked to Brandon Presley earlier this week. He said that he takes full responsibility because he wore high socks in that game. And the last time he wore high socks was when we got blown out by K-State last year. So BP has promised to not wear high socks again because we all know that had he worn the normal socks, it would have been closer. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to imagine it being any closer than that. Yeah, it was <laughs> straight up. It was bad. But, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was I don't bad. know about that, BP going too hard on yourself there is another common factor orange uni. white black and we'll get to it yeah but, the uniform combination is cursed for sure but hey you can go ahead and blame whatever accessories and whatever wardrobe we're wearing all you want but 
My goodness. But you know what I will say, man? All these UCF fans that were flooding our YouTube comments and watching the videos. Yo, can I just say, everybody go and like the videos. Go and subscribe to our channel. Right now, I think our viewership is outpacing the number of subscribers that we have. Matter of fact, if you like to listen on audio, hop over on YouTube real quick and just hit that subscribe button. It really helps the channel out if you believe in OK State. And even if you're a UCF fan, go ahead and do that too. Yeah, because, you know, UCF fans, we appreciate you watching. We do. And we appreciate you, the receipts. You know, I, the fact that some of you held on to that for three months, I, I respect it. I really, really do. I really, really do. Well, you better keep some more receipts. <laughs> We're going to have to hold on to it a little longer. We don't even play them next year. Oh, With the new sorry. schedule, how it goes, oh. we, we can't even get the revenge tour started. Hey, All right? maybe, maybe Big 12 Championship 2024. We'll see you there, Knights. Yeah, without your space uniforms. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> oh, man. The jokes hit different whenever uh, whenever you're on the other side. We're losing. Yeah. I think my the, the biggest frustration of that game was, again, all credit to UCF. All credit to them. They played their best game of the year, and we couldn't figure it out. We just we couldn't figure it out. But Oklahoma State is a better team than what showed up on Saturday. And I think that that's the most frustrating thing. Take UCF out of the picture. I don't care who we're playing. This has nothing, you know, I'm not saying, oh, we're better than UCF. No, because on paper, we weren't better than UCF. But what we performed, our performance on Saturday, we are such, like, that is not our style of football. I was so excited when we kicked the field goal. And then the next drive, we get the turnover, Xavier Benson. I'm like, yes, guys, this is the swing of momentum. And then it just, nope, nope. Bowman throws a pick and it was not it. And I just, it's just so frustrating when you know your team is so much better yeah. than they are performing. And that was the, the most frustrating thing in watching that game. Yeah, that was really wild. I have a theory. Maybe we stink on grass <laughs> because we are one in five. In the last six games on grass. Is that right? And that's including that bowl game against Wisconsin. Wow. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah. the only the only win we have is against Arizona State in that last in that six game stretch there. But I will say the good news is Houston has turf. Okay. We'll be all right. Which they actually have turf where you can change out the end zones. Ooh. So pretty cool technology there. Oklahoma State. Maybe look into that. I like that. I like that. I mean, look, they're in, it's an advanced city, right? You got NASA down there. You got to figure out how to do, you know. All, all Don't all say that. NASA, Eve, too soon. Too soon. Oh, Stay yeah, you're right. Not another space team. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Please, no. Please, no. Uh, yeah, never mind. They they should be rivals. UCF and Houston, they got like a space thing going on. Yeah. Mm. Dueling NASA. NASA. I learned that the UCF football stadium um, was built so the 50-yard line lined up with rocket launches. Is that right? Yes. That's yeah. really dope. Yeah. Hey, I've I've learned a few things about UCF over the past couple of months, and yeah. they got some pretty some pretty cool traditions, right? Some some things that they do out there that's pretty cool. So um I hope to learn some more. I didn't make it out to the game, like I, you know, said that I might try to, but you know, hopefully at some point I get to make it out there because it seems like a, a very creative body of people. The UCF, when you guys do come to Stillwater, hit us up. We'd love to 
Love Swiss the tailgate, tailgate or something. Fries. Yeah, let's go. We'll, let's go. Yeah, we'll grab some uh, some cheese fries at Eskimo Joe's. Joe's. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, guys. Is there anything That's else three, you want? To three year wait though. That's crazy. Three? Oh, is it three for real? What? It's an off. We don't play them next year. We go back to Orlando the following year, and then finally they come to Boone Pickens. So, well, know. you know what? We, we just got to make it out there. Plan, plenty of time. <laughs> Ollie yeah. Gordon, if you want to get your revenge against UCF, you got to stick around at Oklahoma State for a long time, man. We won't be mad about it though. We will not. Yeah, you're gonna be mad. We will not. I mean, guys, we can we've we've dissected the the games a little bit more. I don't know if we have anything else to say. Do we want to just like? No, there's nothing to dissect here. I'm telling you, there's some there's some games where it's just flat out throwaway film. Like once you get down a certain amount, if you think if anybody listening thinks that we're gonna go back and watch the film to figure out what went wrong, you are kidding yourself. Ain't nobody trying to put themselves through that again. So there's no answer in there. The answer yeah. is everything went wrong. Everything. That's Everything it. Wrong. Murphy's like, law. I just, I, I honestly, I think this loss hurts more than Southern Alabama because here is why, or South Alabama, excuse me, South Alabama, because at that point we were still in a three quarterback rotation. We still had a three running back situation rotation. We haven't, hadn't seen Ollie Gordon in true form yet. And we were still kind of treating things like the preseason scrimmages, if you will. So I don't think we had an established identity. Then you come back from by, you have five stellar performances. Ollie Gordon is going off. You have a huge bedlam win. And you're like, wow, guys, I can see the Big 12 championship. We just need to do our jobs. I felt good going into this game. Not that I was there, but I felt like talking to Colin Oliver. He's like, no, we have a job. We have to focus on this. But then, you know, after talking to BP this week, it's like, there's still some young guys on the team who you can only get through to people so much. And still riding that high from the previous week. Exactly. And I just think that it's snowballed, you know, it just, it, it just one thing after the other and it just snowballed and you can't get your footing. And then, the rain and both teams are playing in the rain. Sure. But you know, we were less prepared for it than, than uh, UCF was. And it just things, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. We just not, did not play good football. And I think that it got to the point where we just could not recover from all the mistakes that were happening. And we had no answer for Plumlee or, or Harvey or their two receivers. I mean, they had two receivers, Javon Baker, mm-hmm. 112 yards, Kobe Hudson, three catches for 96 yards and three touchdowns. No answer. The big big plays hurt us. You know, I just, you know, this one stung, but uh, what can you do? Meg, you got me re-frustrated again. Sorry. I'm just thinking about like the non-conference, which we treated like a preseason, essentially. And hypothetically, theoretically, that should help your team and the long run longevity over the season. But what we're seeing is, you know, guys are getting injured, you know, the talent gap again, the guys that are stepping in aren't up to that level to be able to continue that high level of play, which is also frustrating. But here I was thinking this whole time, UCF, they're not going to have the dogs to be able to keep up with Oklahoma state in November at this point in the season after playing Teams like Kansas State, OU, you know, whoever else they played in West Virginia. And 
they come out and and get their first legitimate Big 12 win against arguably one of the best teams in the Big 12. So, you know, it's just uh dang it. Dang it. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. But hey, all we can do is just move on. Heads up. Go beat Houston. Go beat BYU. Beat a couple of Cougars. <laughs> and then maybe we'll be uh, in the Big 12 championship. Who knows? I ain't going to lie. I'm not. I, I wasn't like frustrated or highly disappointed whenever we were watching this game. I made a conscious decision in the second quarter that I wasn't going to get mad. And that's just that's just what I stuck with. That's the only way that I could handle that game. I had to make that decision in the second quarter when things started getting off the rails. I was just like, you know what? They're not gonna they're, they're gonna mess they're not gonna mess with my sanity. All right. Now I will say like that loss to South Alabama for me was m- much more frustrating. One because of the caliber of the competition, right? The school, but also too it was so early in the season we were doing the whole rotational thing, and there was still so much season left. And I was just like, yo, what is happening? But after that, given the success of Ollie, given the success of the offensive line, beating OU. After that, I was just like, yo, let's just see what happens. You know, that was almost like my my, my attitude, um, because if you remember way back after we lost uh, heading into the bye week, I was almost like, yo, if we go and we have a losing season, it might not be the worst thing in the world because it might mean a lot of changes would happen. And that was my attitude from jump. So now, you know, losing to, to UCF, I'm just kind of like, yeah, obviously it's not ideal, but my expectations weren't that high anyway. It's just frustrating because we're better than the performance that we gave on Saturday. And I think that that's the most frustrating thing. Does it ruin the Ollie for Heisman campaign? This year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think, I mean, I think very much he's what a Maxwell award semifinalist. I think he's still very much in contention for, um, for the Doak Walker for sure too. You know, it's not really a knock on Ollie at all. I mean, sure. It's a tough game, bad performance, but, for a Heisman, we're talking about the Heisman Trophy. I don't think a lot right. of people understand like exactly what that means. They just see their favorite player on their favorite team and think Heisman Trophy. It's like the most coveted college football award for the best player and continued sustained success week after week. You can maybe have one bad game. Ollie, unfortunately, didn't even get off to a great start in the first three games and it, not really his fault. He couldn't get into a rhythm, but he didn't have any room for error. And especially against a team like UCF, the 127th ranked rushing defense, that performance, you can't win the Heisman on that. So man, better luck next year for sure. I think we're all behind Ollie. We want him to you know, go win the Heisman. I, I'm not looking too far ahead right now and the players shouldn't either, but you know, maybe coaches, if you're if you're going to start, you know, getting a legitimate Heisman Trophy kind of caliber line to help with all these rushing, you know, go out in the transfer portal, get some guys who want to block for a Heisman caliber running back, bring them to Oklahoma State, you know, one year, two max, and, uh, you know, Oklahoma State. Well, right back at the thing. Let me ask you this. You know who got fired over at Penn State? Offensive coordinator Mike Yersich. All right. You're talking about fixing the O line or making it a Heisman worthy, you know, caliber. 
What, what do you think if OSU goes and says, hey, let's bring Gersich back to, to call the plays for our offense? What, what would you say to that? Man, like, come on home. I go, I go, I go back and forth on that because one, like, I do, I do believe, like, retro looking back, yeah, he was really good for us. And then another, I was the this, only like, person that was saying that he was good for us. Everybody wanted him fired. I just want to go out there and say, and you can, you can look up my tweets and everything. I was the only person I was like, y'all, he's a good offensive coordinator. But hey, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I, for the most part, I really do try to keep it positive for all of our coaches i want all of our coaches to succeed it's only to the point where it gets really bad where i'm like maybe we should start looking elsewhere because i'm going to believe just in the best in people in general but a lot of fans did not like your i think maybe he felt that and i think that that was probably part of the reason why he ended up moving on which is eh, nothing wrong with that i don't know that just because we've had a coach in the past that means that we should try to get them back I think we probably moved on. Yersich has moved on. Maybe it's just time for both of us to move on. But Yersich, great, great offensive coordinator. Penn State, I'm not really sure what the, the thinking was behind that decision because he Should've brought them from the 90th total offense to like 19th in one season. I think they've been up there since with, then. You know, performing against good teams, like or teams are that are at their caliber. Um, it just wasn't there. But should have got Spencer Sanders, like we said. I mean, we're talking about this is y'all just lost to Michigan. I mean, this is a team that might go on to win the national championship. I think it's a little bit early to be firing their offensive coordinator, but hey, you but do, they also you do they, you. They 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 struggled against Michigan. They struggled against Ohio State, and it was another team that they actually struggled against as well. I don't know if it was Maryland, or somebody else. I'm sorry. Is this the Believe in Penn State podcast or the? No, nah, hey, we, we, hey, we're talking about what's what's best for OSU over here. You know, I don't care about Penn State. Let them lose. <laughs> <laughs> Meg does hate Penn State. Ugh, don't like them at all. Never had. But it is all tied. Do we really want to talk about Oklahoma State versus UCF anymore? No, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Moving on to Houston. Heading down to Houston. On Saturday for our last away game of the season, it's also Houston Senior Day. First and foremost, guys, before we get into the game, I just wanted to extend condolences to the entire Houston football family and community as three of their former players were killed in a car accident over the weekend. DJ Hayden, Zach McMillan, and Ralph Aragu. So first and foremost, deepest condolences to those families and the Houston football community for their loss. Previewing Houston, we talked about them in the preseason. They're currently four and six overall, two and five in the Big 12. This is our first meeting with the Cougars since 2009. Familiar face will be back in Stillwater, Coach Dana Holgerson, OC QB coach for the 2010 season, coming back to town. Yay. No, we're not, not coming back to town. We're going to play them. Sorry. We're going down to Houston. Wow. Yeah. Brain not working. But uh, facing a familiar, familiar face. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I just honestly, guys, I don't know what to make of this game. I, <laughs> on paper, Houston's not, their offense is not great. They're 11th in the big 12 averaging 24.1 points per game. But I mean, we saw what happened. We didn't go in prepared, ready to play against UCF. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it's so much about the preparedness. It's just a matter of which team is going to show up. And I mean that for Oklahoma state, obviously, but for Houston, 
also. Uh, they've played Texas really close this year. Um, I just, are they going to get up and want to knock Oklahoma State out of this tiebreaker scenario that's going on with the Big 12 championship game? Holgerson, he's got history with Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, that whole 2009, 2010 saga. Um, but for the most part, uh, and also I, mean, I can't forget about all the times we played whenever he was the head coach at West Virginia, but yeah, I mean, it's just, can Oklahoma state regroup like we know that they can go down on the road again and bounce back. And I think that there's no reason to believe Oklahoma state can't do that based on what we've seen earlier this year, based on what we've seen Really, it's like a, a story kind of, of of bounce back or redemption from the beginning because of the way we finished 2022. And I think that for the most part, I mean, you, you have to you have to give them credit. We've already got more wins than we had last year. And these are two more winnable games. And I think, yeah, we just go in there, handle business, do what we do. Freaking Dana Hogerson, man. Yeah, I'll say this. Somebody needs to sneak into his mini fridge before the game, right? Just that morning. We need to send somebody in there. You talk about sign stealing happening with Michigan. We need to be doing Red Bull stealing. All right. Just go into his fridge, take out all the Red Bulls so that he is not fired up. I don't I don't need him to have any energy during the game, right? Just take all that away so that they can come out flat. Yeah, use whatever you can, all right, for a competitive advantage. And uh, no headset is safe, of course, around Dana Holgerson. But, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with <laughs> what you guys said. Who, which team is going to show up? You just don't know. Um, it's hard to predict what OSU is going to do against this team. It's hard to predict what Houston is going to do, right? I think during the offseason, I kind of talked about how Houston last year especially had this tendency of just being blown out and then in the fourth quarter making it competitive and mm. then going into overtime. And you, you just don't know what to expect from the Houston Cougars. So I honestly just don't know what to expect from this game. And like their offense, I don't think is as explosive this year as they were last year. Tank Dale. But it really is like the matchups, right? Our our defense, can they prevent the explosive plays? Not really. So Houston might show up and get some momentum there. I don't know. Just can't get embarrassed two days, two weeks in a row. Yeah, quarterback Donovan Smith. We talked in the summer who was going to win the job. It was Donovan Smith. He has uh, about 2,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, 10 interceptions this season. He threw for 102 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions in their loss last week to Cincinnati, but he rushed for another 88 yards. We have struggled a little bit with dual-threat quarterbacks this season. I found this interesting, though, guys. His season high in passing came against Texas, where he threw for 378 yards and three touchdowns. Now, Texas currently has the top-ranked defense in the Big 12. See, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they'll just show up out of nowhere. What's the deal? Well, you know, numbers do lie sometimes, right? So I I don't know the details of that game. Was Was it close heading into the fourth quarter? Did they was it a situation where Houston just abandoned the pass and they just started running, running, and running so that they can make it a close game towards the end of the? I don't know. I haven't checked out the box score, but 
Yeah, hard to imagine that Texas would give up that many passing yards against Houston um, on a regular circumstance. Texas was up 21 to nothing in the second quarter, the second quarter. And then Houston came back to be down 21-14 at the end of the first half, tied it up first drive of the third quarter. Texas went ahead. Then Houston fumbled it on their next possession. Texas went ahead with the field goal. Um, keep going, keep going. Then Houston has a – throws an interception. Okay. And and it looks like Houston had a pretty – well, hold on. Here we go. Yeah, and, the, and you know, their, their leading rusher of that game had nine carries for 23 yards. So it seems like they abandoned the run and they just decided, hey, we're just going to pass this entire game. And it looks like their uh, their quarterback also had 46 attempts that game. So, you know, you take that for what it is, right? So you have to take all all things have to be considered. Um, so it seems like it was just a situation for Houston where they had to pass, or at least they felt like they had to pass. But still, to put up that many yards against Texas, like even if you have to pass, like that's don't sleep yeah. on them. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, any given Saturday, <laughs> never know. That they were my- the home team, also. I was at Houston. Yeah, Texas probably has a bigger presence in Houston than the University of Houston does, though. And maybe so does Oklahoma State. No. (laughs) No, definitely not. But in the preseason, guys, we did also talk about their defensive front. Uh, They had, you know, they had four big players on their line and coming off the edge. However, they're... 13th in the Big 12, allowing about just under 31 points per game on average. Again, we saw the UCF defense was able to slow down Ollie. So that's just another another area to watch that big defensive front, how we will match up. You know, I'm just I'm excited for Saturday. I want Saturday to get here so that we can play well and just move forward and be like, okay, that's the Oklahoma State team that we know and that we've Dana Holgerson. Has he ever cared about defense? <laughs> when he was at West Virginia, did he ever have a good defense out there? I mean, it's kind of the same old story, right? So, you know, who knows? It might end up being a shootout or we might end up blowing him out. <laughs> or it might end up being freaking 13 to 3, okay? Like, who who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We should see. We'll see. Well, I mean, feeling we don't have much to say. We're just kind of like we after after last week, yeah. we don't really know what to expect. Yeah, this weekend. come here to listen to the experts, you know, all of our knowledge, and we're just completely thrown off our game. <laughs> My expertise is all on Red Bull and headsets for this week. Uh, well, um, should we talk about the horrible, horrible uniform combination that we never want to see again? We should. If uh, if you're not following me on Twitter or X, whatever. Twitter posted X. out uh, Posted out some sad statistics on this, so. Since 2011, Oklahoma State has played 29 games in the tricolor uniform combo. The overall record is 18 and 11. So, pause before anybody who thinks you never wear tricolor, you never win, that is not true. But I will say, orange, white, black stands alone now as the only tricolor combo with a losing record at three and four. Historically, we have played against Texas and Kansas State in this combo. We started off hot with three straight wins at Texas, 
at Kansas State, at Texas again, and then it was followed up by four straight losses at Kansas State, Dang. at Texas, at Kansas State, in that blowout game that I, I witnessed in person. And then at UCF, who is now 7-0 and in their space uniforms. Why not just wear those all the time? I digress. But it, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Like the combo, it looks OSU, right? You think, ah, this is good. All the, all the colors. This is fun. But historically, like I, I might be okay if we never see it again, right? <laughs> like, ugh. I will say this too. I've got to add it. I am probably, I'm maybe a little bit of a hater on uh, on the orange helmets. Okay, stick with the white, stick with the black. Orange isn't my favorite. I had to throw this in there too. Orange, white, white? You're not a fan of orange, white, white? No, I'm not. I don't like Man. that. Unfortunately. The uh, the orange, white, white, Leon Johnson the second, Leon Johnson third's dad, he commented that that was his pick, the orange, white, white. So got it locked in. Unfortunately, you were also wrong. Also, Shout out to Leon Johnson the second for listening, for tuning in, for commenting. Again, we would love to have you on as a guest Come on. in between the regular season and our bowl game. So email us or DM us so we can set that up because we would seriously love to have you on whenever works for you. But yeah, a, lot was, a lot of questions. That was his. That was uh, Leon Johnson the second's pick. So I did have it. I pulled it up to to, to get it right. And I'd be fine seeing this combo, the orange, white, black, um, like week one or something early on in the season. Um, just get it out of the way. Start off with a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just wow. get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Well, I will say uh, thanks to all of the uh, – we got a couple of parents of players that listen to the pod, which is – that's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, you know. You guys, you you know what you know what it's like. You know, you got your boys in the mix. Like my dad, he he kind of got to go along the ride with me. So um, yeah, it's fun. It's, that's that's good that we have some some loyal and true listeners here. All right, but back to the orange helmets, real quick. We have played in twenty nine games, also with the orange helmets. Uh, I lost lost my notes here. Okay, since twenty twelve, because we we didn't wear them in twenty eleven, which is the greatest season ever makes sense. OSU is 17 and 12, which is 59% in orange helmets. Take that, take that for what you will. Not the best. Look like the Browns play like the Browns. The orange helmets look so clean though, man. It's, it's, it's hard for me to let, let those go. But I will say our best away combination so far this year was hands down white, white, orange at Arizona State. Yeah, I agree. That was that was really yeah. good. Wouldn't um, mind seeing that again against Houston. Speaking of like previous combos, I am surprised that we saw this combo against UCF because we saw the white jersey with orange numbers paired with the black pants in a loss in Ames at Iowa State. And I'm thinking, that's done. We're never going to see that again. Yeah, we, we could saw do away it again with that. and got another another loss. We could do away with that for life. <laughs> well, this week I am repeating my pick from last week because we have not seen all whites yet. 
and it is our last away game of the season. So I'm just going to repeat my all white black numbers with the brand. Respect. I'm going orange, orange, white, white. <laughs> so combo. I'm going orange, white, white, uh, black numbers. Interesting, Eve. Just mix, what brand? Mix and matching. The brand is going to be the Curse of Cowboys. Back-to-back -back weeks of script of Cowboys. Orange. Yeah, script Cowboys. Okay. All right, back-to-back -back weeks. Okay. Uh, I am also going to go with an all-white combo. And, you know, if we don't wear it this week, it's definitely going to be, like, reserved for bowl season. I'm, I'm guessing if we – you just don't know if you're going to end up as – the away team for the bowl. So you can't rely on that, but I'm also going to go white, white, white black numbers. And we'll say curse of Cowboys again, I guess, even though I feel like we're, we're getting into the realm of maybe we're wearing curse of Cowboys too much. It's, it's been very balanced this year. Uh, I think it's been like three games with the brand, three games with Pete, four games with curse of Cowboys. So if we keep wearing Curse of Cowboys, we're going to tip the scales a little bit. Probably got to go brand here. Yeah, that's why I said brand. I, I would be I would be okay with the brand, but I mean, do we go Pete again? I I don't know. I'd love to go brand, but okay. I think you know we'll what? I'm gonna change. It. I'm gonna go brand because stop taking my pick, Justin. I'm going brand, guys. I'm going. Guys, stop I'm going trying brand to be me. on orange. Talked into it. Doesn't. <clears throat> And I'd be interested to see, like Houston, what what are they going? They they kind of have a similar deal going, where they have they have their brand with the the UH, but they've also switched up some. Sometimes they've got like a cursive Cougars. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think is is Babyface still with Houston in the equipment? Yes. Yeah. I might have to hit them up and see what y'all see what y'all are wearing this week. That's funny. You know, they're going to bring it just because of the. They're going to bring there. it a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, guys, game picks, Ooh, picks with Bix. He, we all, we were all wrong last week. We were all wrong. We've accepted mm. it. It's, you know, is what it is. But I will say like Bixby seven and three this year, which so were the Cowboys. So either you love that or you don't. And right. I personally, I personally love that. So let's see. What does Bixby do this week? You see his fake out, his little. Yeah. He's getting good with the fake out. He is. I honestly, I, like I, I thought he was going to go Houston. I really did. And then at the last minute, and I want to say to everybody listening, I do not rig this. I do not encourage him. I literally just put the treat down on each paper and he does what he wants. So I want to make that very clear. It is not rigged. Bixby chooses who he wants. Yeah. But. Good boy. You're going to Houston. Well, he went OSU. What are you picking, Meg? Me, I'm. I'm. I have faith in the Cowboys. This is the Believe in OK State podcast. It is not the Believe in Houston podcast. I think that they all know what is on the line. They are still in contention for a Big Twelve championship. There's a lot of scenarios, but at the end of the day, we need to win out to even be in the talks in two weeks. So I'm going with the Cowboys. However, I think it is going to be a lower scoring game because we just don't love to get over 
over 30 points. So I said for my score that the Cowboys will win. And I think I wrote it down. I'm looking for it. Uh, I went 27-17. Okay. Yeah. And I would say that the Cowboys win as well. Lower scoring game with us beating the Cougars 21 16. 16, interesting. All right. I, I'm i thinking it's going to be a little bit more of a shootout. Um, I don't really know why. Maybe maybe I was thinking that because of, like, that their offense was better than what Eve had kind of thought. Maybe it was that psychological thing of they start off slow and then they come back and kind of make it into a game. I don't know. I'm going to go Oklahoma State, 34, Houston, 21. Uh, 20, 28. We'll give, him, we'll give him another touchdown. 28, 34, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Probably should have thought about that a little bit more, but hey. Making it close at the end. Rolling. We will see what happens Saturday. I just hope that we score more than, than three points, and I – I believe in OK State. I think they can do it. Oh, well. I love that for you, Meg. I love that for you. So optimism, no. optimism. We could do it. We can beat them. I feel good. Where's my Ted Lasso little believe sign? I need that behind. We're me. gonna win. We are. We're, yeah, we're gonna be Houston. Yeah. Well, guys. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast, presented by Bet Online. Like. Share, subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, do all of the things. Once again, I'm Meg, joined by Justin and Eve. Go Pokes! Go Pokes! Go Pokes! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.